The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What is going on, Chris? Jim Clark, the yes. darkness. The darkness. No, no, I don't want to be known as the darkness. The, <laughs> the darkness is falling upon us. I love that it's staying lighter later. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. Once you, you pass know December 21st and then the days start getting longer, mm-hmm. like two months ago, this is pitch black right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Right? What time is it? We're recording at 5.21 p.m. Oh, yeah, it'd be black. In Buffalo, New York. And right now, it's like magic hour. This is my favorite time of day is magic hour. It really yeah. is. There's, I don't know, any, not just with movies, but like in my life, I have so many memories of being younger when we used to play outside past a certain time of night before we came in for dinner. Mm-hmm. So there's, I have a lot of memories kind of saturated in, in me of... Just joy, friends, having a good time when the sun's going down and everybody's hit from the side from that kind of golden light. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I grew up in in Florida, so it was was like more sunny. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, same here. I love it. Same here because that's the time that that's the time when you're a kid that you have to just go out and be a fucking kid, dude. Because otherwise, all day long, other than that, you're in school. That's true. You know, that's, so that's true. where that's where all the good memories are made. That's true. Is in that golden hour of time. That is true. Uh, and and again, you know, I say magic hour. That's just the film uh, terminology. They talk about using this kind of lighting, right? Mm-hmm. This kind of lighting as the magic lighting. Well, in uh, the, photographers, this time of day, but then also in the morning too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the sunrise, yeah, it's just perfect. I don't know what it is. There's Have something ever- that happens when. The coloring of the sun and this angle oh, hits yeah, things. Dude. It's just the most, I don't know, it's magic. So you used to live on Grand Island. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen the Grand Island bridges like oh, 7.30 yes, in the morning dude. with the orange ball of light sun hitting them? Yes, Just dude. the way they look. And yes, the dude. It's just gorgeous, man. I remember having days off and just riding around the island on certain times of day just to take pictures. And I have a sweet-ass picture of... Uh, the bridges, right? The double bridges mm-hmm. from the island side looking towards the mainland. Uh, the, the south bridges. Yes, with yep. a certain way that the light is hitting it. And I took the picture from between them. I'll have to find it and show it to you, dude. Mm. It's such a sweet look. Um, yeah, but yeah, dude, dude that's... Uh, I don't know. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yep. And then, yep. And this is signaling, dude. Spring and summer's coming, man. It's coming. Thank goodness. It's coming. Thank goodness. And then it devolves into darkness. Yep. Another part that I love. I love nighttime. I always have. I've always felt like there's this kind of battling thing inside me when it comes to the true nighttime, being mm-hmm. outside exposed to night. There's this kind of love and wonder of it, right? Just enjoying how things look in the dark, um, the way street lights kind of illuminate things the differently. Light, how they look in certain lighting and certain the stars, whatever certain, it is. Yeah, dude. But then there's this other thing that battles in there where there's a little fear. 
Always. It's creepy, right? And I feel like fear I, of the unknown because yes, you yeah. know what? I know my neighborhood, but it's dark and it's night, and I don't know what's over there on the street behind. Yeah. My street, you know? And I always said that's probably a primal thing, right? It's something so ingrained in, in yes. human DNA from the earliest times when the only light they had at night was the glow of the fire. And anything beyond that could be dangerous, right? Could literally come and, and kill you in the night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The ancient times. So I feel like that's still embedded in a lot of Because people. that's when you're at your most vulnerable. Yeah. You know? And uh, imagine now being vulnerable to something that you shouldn't be vulnerable to at least in an inanimate way right yeah yeah like to put it (laughs) so what i'm doing is i'm bringing us to what we're talking about today our movie there's there's (laughs) there's certain fears that go into this but that type of fear is not the type of fear that you should get from this right right uh so i'm talking about our last movie of 1983 i'm talking about stephen king's Christine. That's a piece of shit, Arnie. Well, she could be fixed up. She could. Yeah. Well, she could be really tough. Her name's Christine. I like that. You can't buy a car. What in the world are you talking about? You're 17 years old. Oh, boy. You could have consulted with us. I consulted with you about every damn thing I've ever done. I mean, everything in this house is a committee meeting, and if it's something I want, then I get outvoted two to one. You are not keeping any car at this house. Fine. You're on probation. You get it? You screw around with me one time, I don't care how much money you paid up in front, I'll throw you out in your ass. You got it? Maybe it's just that for the first time in my life, I found something that's uglier than me. When we signed the registration papers at Town Hall, they told us... The man who owned that car last died in it. So what if you fix it up, you know, and he just comes back and does it again? He won't do it again. Somebody saw your car cruising behind Buddy Repertor last night. He's dead, too. So are Don Vandenberg and Richard Trelawney. Just nobody speak trash in your car anymore. The kid was cut in half, Arnie. They had to scrape his legs up with each other. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to do with shit? Scrape it up with a little shovel? Let me tell you a little something about love, Dennis. It has voracious appetite. It eats everything. Friendship. Family. It kills me how much it eats. But I'll tell you something else. You feed it right, and it can be a beautiful thing, and that's what we have. You know, when someone believes in you, man, you can do anything, any fucking thing in the entire universe. And when you believe right back in that someone, then watch out, world, because nobody can stop you. Then nobody, ever. We've talked about Stephen King a few times on this show before. Yes. Uh, so so here's the thing, dude, because I was thinking about this. I think this director and this writer, being Stephen King, because he didn't write the screenplay, but he wrote the book. Right. I think these are the, the two individuals in those roles we have seen the most on this show. I think Tom Savini, we have seen the most for visual effects. A lot, yeah. And he's an actor a few times. Yes, yes. And I don't know who... 
an actor or actress? I Not sure. We'd Wallace have to go back. Twice. We'd have to go back and yeah. look. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God, from Halloween 3 and... Uh, oh, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. He's been in a lot. Yep. But... But yeah, John Carpenter. John We've Carpenter, probably again, the most as a director. So yep. And, and he and was an Stephen actor. King. Yes, he was. Yeah. And a writer. Yep. Producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and score, right? Like, musician. And he did the score for this one, too, partly. Like, if we if we went through all credits that you could have in movies, do you think John Carpenter would top the most repetitions on the list of all the movies we've seen so far? Ooh, yes. And I think out of everybody we've seen, he's probably done the most on a set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So this movie, yes, is directed by John Carpenter, mm-hmm. based on a book by Stephen King. Yes. And I had never seen it before. Okay. I for sure know it now. After watching it, I was like, yeah, I don't remember ever seeing any of this. Like, I knew the story of the car that was kind of possessed, and that was what I thought it was. It was possessed, and I didn't know any of the story at all. Um, But I was... I approached this movie with this mindset. This is Stephen King, so I'm going to... I already know... Well, I don't want to say I'm going to know, but I was... I was almost sure I was going to enjoy like the whatever it is he was going to bring me this okay. out of left field paranormal thing whatever it was going to be I thought I was going to enjoy it because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. super rare that I get a story from King where I'm just like oh god what the hell was that yeah. you know what I mean yes. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it is I mean for me even if it's kind of like not my thing I end up reading it and just really getting into yeah. it you ever read Lisey's story no I have not no I haven't though. wow yeah they're doing a show on that, too. Dude, read the book. It'll blow you away. It never interested me when he released it. I read what it was about. I was like, Interesting. meh, you know? Yeah. This writer dies, and his wife is left to kind of clean up his his writing area and all this stuff and all these things she goes through and dealing with the loss and the grief and all this stuff. But it's much more than that. And of course, well, it's, right? It's, it's, it's king. king. Yes, of course. It's king. So I knew, like, going into this, this was going to be fun because it was King. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. <laughs> Hollywood has a weird relationship with Stephen King. A very interesting relationship. With we Stephen have King. a relationship where they say, we like your idea. We're just going to take it and make our own thing with it, right? And he's just going to be like, uh, that's not my vision for it, but fine. Mm-hmm. A la The Shining. Yep. Um, they've done things where they say, we love your stuff and we're going to make it just how you wrote it. Maybe make some changes here and there. Right. And, uh, you do get good results, right? Like the new version of it, everybody loves cause it's closer to the book. The series itself was, was cool. It was a good version of it. King praised it and people love that as well. Yeah. But then you did get things where you just kind of watched them and you're just like, Ugh. um, Yes. But to whose fault? Right. And that's my point. It's like, who's going to make it? What's the product going to be? Hollywood has a very hard time adapting Stephen King material in right. general. Right. Because unless, unless there, there's spe- specific individuals who can do it. Right. I feel like you have to have an understanding of character development, mm-hmm. like human emotion and heart 
and then weave in paranormal or weird with that, right? Like you have to be able to do it all together because that's at the base of all his stuff. He always has things where the people are feel like real people, real mm-hmm. problems, real emotions, things that are happening in their, their personal lives. Yeah. And then they're dealing with something that's not normal. And how do that how does that person react to it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> So it's really hard for a filmmaker or a, even a production company to take his works and really hit it out of the park on all three aspects. Because I don't feel like people go in and completely understand all three aspects at the same time. Right. I feel like that's half the problem. I agree. You know, either that or they're a great filmmaker or maybe even a mediocre filmmaker, but they can't do horror. Or they right. can't do supernatural, or they can't do they can do horror, but they can't do the drama aspect of it. You know, how would you feel if Ari Oster did a Stephen King movie? Yo, like he took one of his books and just really one put we all. Can you imagine seen yet? One we haven't seen. Could you yet. imagine? Um, but think of things like even the Green Mile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost blockbuster blockbuster and and Shawshank Redemption however yes. again with those I argue you don't have the horror aspect or the supernatural aspect well you do in Green Mile Green but it's Mile, not like do. it's not a horror supernatural aspect right well the you thing was I mean? the thing was is on the Shawshank Redemption the horror was man right like how yes man- but it's not traditional right. horror in the sense of the horror genre right. that most people right. associate so it's it's easier to translate that because it's real and it's real world and people can e- more easily identify with that right. than something and he's done else. That. Plus, plus you're talking about your audience. Yeah, there, there's more people who are gonna you, you have a Tom bigger Hanks. demographic who are gonna go and watch a drama with Tom Hanks with Tom Hanks Forrest Gump versus uh, going to watch Pet Cemetery Pet Cemetery with uh, Herman Munster exactly. Do you know what I mean? I forgot yeah. his name, dude. Um, but yeah, so with Christine. Let's get into this, right? Was okay. this a, your first time? Yeah, yeah, I'd never seen it before. And I'm How many be times did you watch it before we record? Uh, I'll say two and a half because I had it on at work in the background today. All right, one and three quarters here. Okay. Because <laughs> that three quarters three was when I was like eight, dozing. Nine, I dozed a few times, and so when I came out of certain scenes, I was like, wait, how did we get here? What the hell's happening? So watching it again today in, in full was just like, ah, that's that, that little jigsaw puzzle now makes a makes lot more sense. Makes everything more sense, yes. Yeah. Uh, I... I am not a car guy. I am impressed by cool classic cars. I was going to say, you got to look at that them. car and be like, whoa. I love classic cars. Yeah. Uh, however, I did not think I was going to be into this movie as much as I was because of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was not what I was expecting. Okay. It was, but it was. It, it, it was what I was expecting, but on a high, much higher level than what I was expecting. So, needless to say, you liked it. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I agree. Dude, I finished watching it, and I was just like, wow. Like, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Because mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to be one of his, I don't want to say misses, but one of the ones that are just not as popular because it just wasn't as good. Yeah. Now, there are instances through this, and it's because of the time it was done and the right, whoever did, you know, the writing's a little hokey in certain parts right but i mm-hmm. get what they're doing they're yeah, trying yeah. to like make us feel like these kids this is how they act and talk right yep but the actual story the plot mm-hmm. how everything came together right this i mean for me i was just like wow what yeah. what a great story and then 
just the idea that the car, right, could just have its own See, and that's what life. And that's one of the things that never really interested me to but come and watch this movie. I'm at like, the end of, eh, at the end of it, okay, you're like, and I'm like, whoa. Wow, where why did I sleep on this movie for so long? Yeah. Right? Same. Yeah. It's a it's um I think Maximum Overdrive is another one he does with where machines come to life and have their own thing. The first and only film that he ever directed. Yeah, that yeah. Movie did is that not coming? Well. Is that yeah, coming in the eighties? Sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet. Um, but yeah, for this one, I'm the same with you, man. I, I came into it thinking, you know, all right, I'm going to watch this. You know, we'll get through it. We'll talk about it. I'll pick apart certain things. I love yeah, Stephen King. That's whatever what I, it is, I figured this was going to be a yeah. Just and it was like fun, dude. That. What a fun ride, right? Yeah. So this kid, for people who have not, well, obviously you've seen it. If you're staying around, you haven't seen it. Like, go watch it first. Uh, so for you guys that seen this, you know how this story plays out, right? We get introduced to two kids in high school. Right. One's a little bat. bit more well, popular. Well, yes, yes. We and the other one is not so much. Yep. It's kind of nerdy. These are our characters. Yes. Um, and the nerdy one. Through our intro, it's the first day of school. We know that he gets picked on a lot. Uh, the popular kid, everybody likes him, right? The cute girl in school comes to talk to him. Uh, we're also told there's a new girl at school, and apparently she's even cuter than the than the you know the the mm-hmm. popular girl. Um, and so we're brought into this world of what it's like to be a kid, I guess, in high school in the '80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Going to shop, getting picked on, like the big dude that looks like he's thirty, probably held back <laughs> a few years, bro. Thing, dude. Pulls out the switchblade. Looks like in his mid twenties. That teacher is literally like getting, and that's him how around, it was dude. back then, dude. Yeah, you couldn't see that nowadays, bro. Oh, no Once way. that shit is on Instagram or I Twitter, hear, my dad, my suspended. dad was born in nineteen fifty-seven, and I hear the things his teachers did to him, and then I think back and like the things my teachers didn't do to us. Yeah, compared to that, and I'm like, wow, man. Completely. Do you think to yourself, times. this is why we are where we are as a society? Uh, yes, a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Uh, but this is the world we're in, right? And um, this is 1977. 1977. Because yes, the reason we know that this is there's like this is comes into play as being uh, important is because at the very opening of the film, it's 1957. It's yes. literally 20 years and earlier. Metaphorical birth of Christine. Yes, we're in Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. Steel Town, where we're you know the, uh, the auto the industry motor, was yes. basically born. And we get to see how it looked before robots, right? Like yep. there's the cars on the the conveyor belt that's going by, people underneath checking it as as a car each car comes by, they check what they need to. There's inspectors on the side walking Assembly along, looking line at things. manufacturing. Yep. And we see Christine in all her glory. So, man, Chris- is she beautiful? Yeah, Christine is a 1958 Plymouth Fury. So first, we see a few cars before her, and they're kind of white, cream colored, but mm-hmm. she is just this candy apple red. Oof. Silver chrome. Mm. I mean, it is just a gorgeous looking car, mm. Mm. right? And they don't make cars like that anymore. No, they like don't, that dude. car could put a hole in the side of a fucking tra- uh, train. Oh yeah, that's right? a solid ass car. They're not designed to crumple. And um, right away, we see there's some weird shit with this car mm-hmm. because one of the guys inspecting it has his hand co- the the hood's propped up on the you know, and then it ends up coming down and smacking on his hand. Out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, a little bit later on down the assembly line, some guy gets in it, one of the inspectors. He's smoking a cigar, right? He's ashing it in the seat. And the next thing we know, they find him dead in there. Yep. 
so now we're flash forward to the 20 years later. We're we in the two late 70s. We're at the school, the new girl. Yep. We see what life's like for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, popular kid has a car. And he's he's driving his friend around all the time. He's driving this kid is, Arnie around. Dennis is the popular kid. Arnie is the nerd kid. The nerdy kid. Which, right off the bat, I was thinking, why are these two hanging out together? <clears throat> I could see that the popular. Well, maybe so. For me, I took it as these kids grew up together. And that's how I. And ended so up one ended up too, being yeah. popular, but he still felt protective yes, of his but friend, you know like what? a brother. But you know what? I grew up with people, and we drifted apart. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But you're Especially talking about... Especially when you start going into high school and you're getting into cliques and you got different friends and yeah. people judging people. And I think that does still happen, but I still think this, this Their bond type of thing does happen. That, which, you know? yes, I can um, see that. So, yeah. And I respect the shit out of that, man. Yeah. For both of them to be able to, to maintain that friendship. Yeah. And this kid is totally like... Like, Arnie's very kind of squirrely, very nervous yeah, all the yeah, time. yeah. And that comes into play later why that's important because mm-hmm. we get introduced to him when he's very not sure of himself. You know, he he's down on himself. Uh, we know for sure he's a virgin. His friend very keeps talking quiet, about very like... Very reserved, doesn't want confrontation. Yeah, we got to get you laid. Um, so while they're driving back home, uh, Arnie sees something on the side of the road. He's just like, stop, 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 pull back, pull back, right? And he pull back and you see Christine. But now she's all decrepit and beat up and she sitting in She literally yard. looks Junk like yard. Cujo. <laughs> at the end of Cujo. Uh, no, she looks like the car Cujo got done with at the end yeah, of Cujo. Yeah, dude, yeah. It was um, gnarly looking, man. But he sees a sign that says for sale, he's, and, and it, it me, there's something. Something about seeing that, it just struck him, and he was just like, I need this. I want to buy it. Ooh, and the, car, the car grabbed him, man. And Dennis is like, no, 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 no. Come on, man. And this old dude comes out to sell him the car. And this dude, man. Tell me oh who he my is. God, I don't know who he is. You didn't recognize him. He looks familiar. You know who he looked like to me? I didn't look it up, though. He looked like um, the the old guy from Home Alone. He is an actor. His name is... Where is it? Oh, Jesus Christ. Come yeah, on. he looks and he sounds like the old guy from Home Alone that shovels the, the salt around. His name's Roberts Blossom. Okay. Also known as Old Man Marley next door. Yes. Yes. That's him, dude. Is it? Okay. That's him. Okay. The second I saw him, I was like, holy shit, Old Man Marley. And I had to look <laughs> it up. I was like, hell yeah, it is. That's fucking awesome. But this guy comes out, and he's all kind of grungy, and he's just like, yeah, that used to be my brother's car. He's selling Yo, it. this dude is funny. Yeah, I'm selling this shithole so I can buy myself a condo. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you that. Not even just that. The whole movie. What was with all of these adults the way they would talk to this kid? Like, even the guy Darnell at the, like, <laughs> because immediately. That, that, like, you piece of shit motherfucker, you're a piece it's of like, shit, he doesn't you even, fucking asshole. Because typically you think nerdy kids are, are in better with the adults, correct? But yeah, he doesn't normally. even have the fucking adults, dude. The only thing he has is the car. Well, he falls in love with this junker. Yes, but anyway, this and dude Dennis played like, this Don't role fucking perfect, man. Yeah. The way he delivered his lines. Yeah. Oh, dude. And how creepy was it that he wore that brace? Yeah, that I know, That was just weird dude. looking with the wife beater and the like, brace. You know what it looked like at first? It looked like he was wearing a straight jacket oh. with the sleeves cut off. Because the yeah. buckles up in the front, that's what yeah. it looked like to me at first. Until you saw the back and you could yeah, see it was the it brace. Was a brace, yep. Um. Arnie wants to know how much the car is. He says three hundred dollars, bro. Nineteen seventy-seven. It's so a piece nowadays, of junk, but he says three hundred dollars. Nowadays, I would have paid three hundred dollars for that. 
But yeah, yeah. But no, did you hear what Dennis said? You could get yourself something new at that price. Yeah. What? Talk about inflation, dude. The my parents fuck. could my parents could afford a house, a car, and put themselves through college. Work on Crazy, a part time job. Right? Maybe not all that, but a part time job. But yeah, dude. Uh, but that was one of the things I loved about this movie was a lot of the nostalgia. So at the yes. beginning, because yep. it was the fifties, right? You had fifties music playing, and that but comes even, into play. And it, dude, okay. Did you notice when we went from the 50s to the, the 70s, the music that was playing on Dennis's car was a 50s song. It was just an updated version. It was a yes, cover. Yes, a remake. Yep. Yes, and that mm-hmm. happened throughout this whole movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs were remakes of 50s or 50s music, which was awesome. It's interesting to me how much the 50s play into the 80s because this is not the first time I've seen this. Oh, yeah. And we've I mean, seen Back it to the again. Future, dude. Yes. You know, the parallel that's the nostalgia with thing. The, the 80s, for the people in the 80s who were our age, had that nostalgia for the 50s when they grew up. Which is what, 30 years around, earlier, right? Yep, and now it's coming around now with everybody being nostalgic with the 80s. 80s and Their 90s. Kids, 90s yep. is getting bigger now. Because like, people are bringing because that we're back. we're starting to shift to those kids who grew up in yeah, the 90s. Yeah, dude, isn't that crazy? The, the kids who were in the 80s are starting to phase out. Isn't that know? crazy how this yeah, works? Yeah, wild. Uh, but I love it. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And um, so is this kid. He wants to buy this car because it's got this look, but there's something about it. It's just drawing. And this old man's like, yeah, it used to be my brother's. He died. Uh, her name is Christine, he says. And the kid goes, oh, I like that. Yeah, he likes that. And yeah, he's like, I'm going to buy it now. Pulls out a checkbook and literally fucking writes. He's like, I've been saving well, money guy, for college. The guy did give him a discount. Of fifty bucks. Two fifty, yeah. Uh, and he, but there was a little caveat to that. You can't bring it back. You're not allowed because, to bring it back because I'm leaving. He's leaving. Peace out. To get a condo. But come on, he was still there later, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. He knew what was happening with this thing. Yep. Uh, so this kid gets this, brings it home, right? And we get to see what his family life is like because his mom just starts berating him, like, "What are you doing buying this piece of shit? You know, who are you? You're not allowed to do this." Yeah, we know definitely who wears the dad's. Like, you're house. not allowed to do this either. Like, they're both coming down on him, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts to get annoyed. This is the first time we start seeing him have some sort of backbone because he's like, fuck you guys. I'm doing this. You've told me my whole life I can't do this, 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 and this, and this. This yeah, is the one the thing only, I'm going to do. When the only other interaction we had with him and his family was when his mom handed him the lunch after he broke the garbage bag. But he also talks about he also talks about having played Scrabble, right? He plays Scrabble with his mom yes, and dad. Yep, yep. And then even though there's a word that's a good word and it would have beat her, she said, no, you can't use it because it's profanity, right? Mm-hmm. It was um, uh, fellatio, right? He's mm-hmm. like, even though I looked it up, it was in the dictionary. He goes, but, you know, mom said it. So so we already know this is how this is. Yes. And now we're seeing him, after he buys this car, we're starting to see a little thing in him that goes, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Yep. And this happens through the movie. He starts to change. He starts just to become this, a little, a lot more bold. This spark, and it just continues to grow and grow until it's a you don't give raging a shit. forest fire, dude. Um, Dennis, mm-hmm. his friend, is uh, a little concerned that he bought the car, but is like, whatever. And uh, you know, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you to this this shop what? so you can put your car in there and and start. Apparently, there used to be these things back in the day where you would rent out a space at a at a at a junkyard. Okay. And you could bring your car there, and you pay a monthly fee, and you can have access to all the pieces of junk in any of the cars back there to rebuild your car. Hmm. It's it's basically giving you a garage to work on your own car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cheaper. I mean, granted, you're getting probably crap parts, but yeah. 
Um, but you never know. But he, he did some good parts sometimes. That yeah. was what he was going to do, right? Because mm-hmm. we know he takes shop, even though he's a, a nerdy kind of kid. He he's taking shop. Yep. And he's learning how to rebuild cars and do shit with cars. So he's like, I'm going to work on this car and put and put this car together myself. So Dennis is helping him out, like to get him out there. But he's not. He's not feeling this car. He's not. He's like, you know what, like. I don't know why you, you bought that, why you're just kind of throwing it. To him, it's weird that his friend just made this weird, bizarre, well, off-the-cuff move. I don't think it's so much he's looking at the car sideways. He's looking at his, his friend, friend sideways. Right. Yeah, he doesn't make the connection and the correlation with the car. Well, not, not until yet. a little bit. like yeah. Not too far later, but there's this moment where... Now, is it... No, it's, it's before he ends up going into the hospital. So before he goes into the hospital... You know, he knows his friend's been hanging out there more. Yeah. Like, he's been trying to hang out with him, and his friend's not hanging out with him. He says he's working at the junkyard. So, late at night, Dennis decides, let me go in and see what's going on in this place. And he breaks in, and he gets to Christine, and he sees that, like, the body's all... Like, the the body's all put together. It's not painted yet, but, like, it's all looking nice. And... He opens the door to get in there, right? And all of a sudden, the radio comes on. And it's a song. I think it's like Little Richard. And the lyrics, I can't remember what the lyrics are, but it's something like, uh, you can't get in, not today, something like that. Yeah, Come yeah, back something. tomorrow. You're not allowed in. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, the car's talking, talking to him. Talking to him, dude. This is, the, this is the, the, the precursor to the Transformers movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? How Bumblebee really was communicating. Is, yeah. But that's what she, that's what Christine did. Like this was going to now now show us like there's more to her because yeah. uh, she's doing she's more this. than just a a car with bad karma attached yeah. to it. But the entire time, Arnie is loving on her, like giving her like like you know how they say plants literally react to that to people. You can mm-hmm. talk to them and it helps them grow better. That's kind of like how this car is acting. Like it's a living thing and it's responding to his affection and love. Yeah, right. And the more he does it, it seems the more powerful it gets. And it starts to get annoyed at the people who wrong him or might feel like they're coming between yeah. her, the car and him or even bad mouth in the car. So our first time we get anything happening that's not Dennis um, is Arnie now is dating this girl, this new girl who's popular. And mm-hmm. it shocks Dennis. The first time he sees it, he's at the at a football game, right? Because initially he asks Oof. her out. Yeah. He sees her in, a, in, a, in the library. And Dennis is like, hey, you want to go to the dance after my football game? She's like, I can't. And he's just like, why? She's like, I have a date. And so in the middle of the game, he sees Christine, the car, pull up. And he's freaking out because he's like, yo, I was just in the car last night. The radio was going on. Is this thing following me? <laughs> but then he sees Arnie get out. And Arnie looks so much different, dude. All of a sudden, he's greaser looking. Did yeah. you notice that? His hair was starting to look greaser more. Yeah, like, dude. Like 1950s, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got this confidence because he opens the passenger door, and here comes Lee, the the, the pro- popular girl. And uh, while Dennis is making this run for the end zone, like he's seeing that, and it's distracting him, right? He sees them start kissing, uh, and he takes this hit that Oof. literally puts him in the hospital. Yeah, what a hit, doctors dude. are like centimeters over. You would have been, uh, you would paralyzed have been paralyzed, waist down. But now we're seeing Arnie with this girl. Ended, it ended his football career too. He yeah, couldn't play anymore. That's right. Yeah. So now we see the next time Christine acts out, Arnie's with his girlfriend at the drive-in movie theater. It's pouring rain. They're making out. Mm-hmm. A little bit of heavy petting happening. He's starting to put his hand down her shirt, and she's just like, "No, no, 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 not right now." And he's like, why? No, 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 I don't want to do that. And so they go back. She runs out. He goes out after her and says, you know, 
all the stuff that he needs to say to get her back to the car. They get back to the car and she's annoyed because he's like, I forgot what it was, but he mentioned something about the car and he's just, she's just like, you just love this car more than you pay attention to me. Like well, she was, he was uh, asking her what was wrong and she said, it's the car. Oh, she's that's just right. not digging the, she's getting bad vibes from that car. And the way he treats weird. the car, like he gives yeah. it a lot of attention and that's what she says. Like you give it a lot of attention more than you give me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, so she starts like smacking the seat, like, and he's like, don't you do that. And she's like, oh, what? I can't hit the car, right? So he has to get out to go do something real quick. Oh, and- the uh, the uh, the windshield wiper oh. breaks. Oh, that's what it is. So All of a sudden, out. something happens with the windshield wiper. He's like, let me go out and fix it. And then the doors lock. All of a sudden, this light goes on in the car. Real bright, yeah. And, Chris, uh, and, and Lee's eating like a, a burger or something that they got from the snack mm-hmm. stand. And all of a sudden, she starts choking on it. Yep. And no matter what she does, she can't. It, it, it's like she's trying to get out of the car. It won't let her out. Yeah, because it locks the doors itself on her. Yeah. Arnie's trying to get in. So now we're like, oh, Christine's vengeful, dude. She does not like this Which, shit. Which, if you catch it, remember what uh, uh, the guy who sold in the car said about the the owner, the previous owner's yeah. daughter? That she choked and died in the car. Yeah, exactly. Um, so finally, you know, she, she ends up finally unlocking the door and a guy next to them comes in and pulls her out of the car and does the Heimlich and saves her life. But now she's like, fuck this car. I know it was the car, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know, trust me, I was in there and everything that happened. I mean, it was the car and Arnie's like, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, you're crazy. Don't be dumb. Um, and the whole time we also see him going back and visiting Dennis in the hospital. And, and it keeps like flashing forward a few weeks or a month or so. And Dennis is getting better, getting ready to come out. But every time he goes to visit him, he's a little more arrogant. He's mm-hmm. a little bit more of an asshole. Uh, again, not the Arnie we know from the beginning of the yeah. film at all. Yep. And then uh, these at the football game, the kids that were picking on him at shop, the, the 30-year-old that pulled the, the knife. The knife. They're just like, you know what? Uh Look at that car. We're going to go fuck it up. So they go to the garage. They sneak in and they spend the night just destroying it. They got somebody shits on the dashboard. Sledgehammers, slashing tires, ripping off the front fender. The hood was missing. I mean, it looked like it'd been through the ringer. It looked cleaner than it did when 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 uh what's his name arnie yeah it was clean first got but it destroyed. but it looked worse than when he first got it condition wise so he gets there right with lee he's like i need to go get my wallet we're mm-hmm. going out for a date so he gets there and sees this right and she now witnesses how crazy he gets about it yeah because he's flipping out like he's freaking out about it and she goes to try to console him and he flips on her and starts like shoving her yeah right get away from the car right get away from her um so you know he's got some sort of emotional investment in in Christine. There's something there's something happening there. So uh he's trying to fix work on her, but she ends up leaving, right? Uh he comes back later that night and he's talking to her. He's talking to Christine and saying like he wants to something, something about how he'll take care of her. I can't remember what he says, but he something happens, she moves or something, the car moves, and he goes, Oh, you trying to show me something or whatever? And he stands back and he's like, Okay, go ahead, show me. Yeah, yeah. And okay. the car fixes Show itself. Me. Yeah, dude, Bro. that scene. That how whole did they scene. do that? How did they do that? Because that's practical, right? Yeah, you that's don't remember how they did that? I can't remember. They they um they shot it in reverse. They crushed and then did they, it in reverse? They had, um, they had uh, I can't remember what it was, but something was inside pulling the car 
in together. Okay. They filmed it and then they reversed the footage. My God, it looks yeah. so awesome. It looks and it doesn't look reversed. Do you know what I mean? Like you can tell things look reversed sometimes. It does to me, but that's because I was watching it knowing that it was reversed. If you went in and didn't know, it looked awesome. Exactly. You didn't know that. Wow. So you watch it and it didn't look that way. Yeah. It was awesome. That's 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 the one thing about doing production work, dude, is you'd know the little secrets when you filmed it, so it doesn't yeah. look as good, but Oh, it still I could looks always fantastic, I could always look dude. at an end product still and appreciate it for the end product, even though but I know yeah, how it man. was made. Talk about for a horror movie where you don't really have practical special effects for like gore or anything yeah. like that. That's no monsters. There's God no damn, creatures. Dude. There's nothing. This is it's a car. Yes. And now by now you're invested in like this car is crazy. And 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 just the way this entire scene was shot cut together the acting performance even though there really wasn't and anything the score. but the way he just delivered that line yeah okay show me what you can do show or me. something like that yeah show me and yes the score that john every time those john lights went carpenter on. score you know he would do these yeah. things that everything you're seeing through this movie like it works so well with the score mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. fixes herself and he knows now that this car is special that there's something about this car it's not just a car right and he is all in. It kind of reminds me of George Lutz in the Amityville Horror, mm, right? Like uh-huh. when he starts to really invest himself in the house and he starts losing himself to the house. Like he starts to change. Yeah. And that's what we see happening here. He's losing himself. Arnie's losing himself to Christine. Or Jack Torrance. Yes. The, the Overlook, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. weird how he has, he always these has parallels. these kinds of things, right? Um, well, see now. Now you're just diving in the king mythology. Oh, we're gonna and, get in and there. Mytho- At some mythos point we because will. because everything's related to the Dark Tower, dude. Uh, <laughs> it all goes back to that, so it's all the same shit, dude. But we'll get into it event. I'm sure we should yeah. just dedicate like an entire couple episodes to just Stephen King, a not month. even just movies, but just stories in general. That'd be fun, dude. That'd yeah. be a good. Uh, just have like a, a four part side. conversation on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but this this here now, he knows what Christine is, basically. And Christine also knows who fucked her up. And Oh, yeah. The car goes after these kids one by one. Oh, and the first one to get it? Dude, wow, what Chases a scene. Chases him down, right? Again. He's hiding in this kind of alley alcove mm-hmm. where she's too wide for it. And she don't give a fuck. She just she crushes herself, herself and in. goes right in, man. Her car parts are falling off. And and they said that it crushed his bottom half so bad they had to scrape it off Oof. The, with the walls. Well, did you see the way those, those tires oh, were screeching God. on the ground, dude? Then she finds 30-year-old with the switchblade, right? Follows him to this this gas station. Yep, him uh, and one of the garage. other guys. Uh, the two other guys, right? Because the, the, he uh, they ends there up killing all three there. Ah, okay. Kills the two guys in the garage. Uh, there's one that was already working there, and, and the 30-year-old was with his friend. Ah, okay, okay. So, you know, Christine ends up bashing stuff up, opening up gas lines, gas gasoline pours places, uh, flames go off, and all of a sudden the place explodes, and here comes Christine rolling out just on flames. Now we have this vehicle, this crazed vehicle, dude, coming after you on flames. That, another scene, dude. What a great scene. Right? How awesome did that look <laughs> and this dude's running like he's freaked out he's like oh shit like why wouldn't you run off onto like the embankments and things like the car you when stayed gets, on the road when you it stayed gets on the road a certain bro. distance you make a hard <laughs> left or a hard right yeah yes. he stayed on the road he got his ass run over and, and lit on fire burning. yeah serves his ass right so 
Um, all these things are happening, but it does not go without people noticing. Cops have started to notice, and there's this detective that comes around and starts asking Arnie, hey, the first guy, this, you know, he comes and visits him after the first guy and says, uh, do you know anything about this? And he's looking at his car, like inspecting yeah. it. You know what Harry I mean? Harry Dean Stanton. And he's like, how, you know, it's, it's amazing how fast you built this thing. How'd you get all the parts for it? And like, he's asking him all these questions, yep. right? And he's just like, nah, you know, it's, it was this or it was that. Uh, but he's getting annoyed. You can tell he's getting annoyed at this guy. Mm-hmm. And then when the, the other guys get killed, um, he's just like, you know, where, oh no, even before that, he hasn't talked to him yet because Christine comes back to the garage. Yes. And when she comes back to the garage, there's the guy that owns the garage. The guy that kind of berates mm-hmm. Arnie a lot, you know, has charged chewing him. Tobacco. Chewing tobacco. Well, he watches this car come in all smoking and stuff, and he thinks to himself that it's Arnie, right? He yeah, told yeah, Arnie, yeah. don't bring this thing in smoking the way you did the first time it came in. Uh, so he goes over to the bay after Christine pulls into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, first he's got a shotgun with him because he's he's talking, See, and he's calling out to him, and Arnie's not saying anything. He's See, like and, stressing and out here. You got to mention their relationship at this point. The yeah. guy was a real hard ass to the kid when he first came in, yeah. realized how good he is with his hands and working on cars. So he kind of came around to the kid and kind of yeah. kind of almost took him under his wing. Yeah, a little bit. So for, Except for him, Arnie yeah. was just like, I'll think about it. <laughs> Remember? And he's like... Well, fuck you, that asshole, <laughs> piece of shit, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's, he's he's creeped out a little bit, right? He's calling for Arnie. Is that him? Nobody's answering. So he grabs his shotgun to go check it out. He opens the door. There's no one in there. Mm-hmm. What in like? Here's my thing for this character. What in, like? What made him be like? Let me get in the car now. I don't know. That's smoldering, <laughs> literally smoldering. Well, again. Look at the the pull that Christine had over. Maybe it's that, Arnie. right? Like she's drawing people in. Yes. Hmm. Look at what she did with the with the black the guy that died at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, the very yes. inspector with the cigar. So that yep. has that same feel, right? Like this guy that has nothing to do with it, but kind of gets drawn to come sit inside it. Yeah. And so he does. And uh, the next day, Arnie's coming back right to the to the, the garage, and that's when the cops there, and he's like, "Hey." What do you know about all these people going missing? Also, what about this guy? He was found in your car. And he's like, no, there's no possible way. He's yeah. like, I was off getting you know garage parts and or, or parts for cars and stuff using his car. And then I went home and went to bed. Yeah, you talk to my mom. She'll tell you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, weirdness. What's happening? The the cops like you know he's try- the cops doing his best to really pin something and he can't yeah. because Christine- he can't because the kid physically didn't do anything right. Um, but here's the thing, the girl that, that he was into, right. She's already over him. Like he's been trying to get her back and he's just been an asshole and she's just like, I can't yeah, do this. And he this is messed to up. Be an asshole. Um, she calls Dennis and she's like, there's something wrong with that car. Like we need to save Arnie because mm-hmm. something's going on with this car. And Dennis is like, all right, let's, let's do this. So the way he gets, they have they have this plan, right? And he sees Christine at the school, parked in the par- parking space, takes a knife and carves into the 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 hood. The hood. Meet me at Darnell's, the garage, or meet yep. at Darnell's. Darnell's like tonight. That. That's what it is. Darnell's tonight. And sure enough, he's there with her, letting her in. It's nighttime, and they have this plan that when as soon as the car comes in, they're going to close the the garage, and they have this this bulldozer that they're going to use to just mangle the car up and destroy the car. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, here comes the car, right? And sure enough, it sees 
Lee and it starts chasing her around and she's dodging it and she gets yeah, to a, she was trying to get in the office. Yeah, she gets to a point where um she's against like the wall and the and Dennis positions the bulldozer where she's protected by the whatever you call the bulldozer front. You know what I mean? I don't oh know, the yeah, scooper, yeah, yeah. The crusher, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah, there's it. There's a word for it. I can't remember what it is. Um and Christine's trying to get at it. Boom, boom, smashing on every side of it. And it goes off and backs up and just kind of sits in the back for a minute. Like it's chilling. Like Christine's trying to reassess what to do next. Yeah. Cause she's beat up and here comes. Uh, so Lee's like, all right, let me get into the office now. And so she goes and gets her way, tries to make her way in the office and the lights come on. Christine turns her lights on and comes barreling at her smashes into the office. Right. Mm-hmm. And we find out it's not just Christine because coming out of the windshield is Arnie. Arnie was driving the car, dude. Mm-hmm. And we see that he's absolutely possessed. He's yep. messed up. Like he's not Arnie anymore. He looks like one of the living dead. You know what he I mean? He looks like Jack Torrance. Looks like at the end of yes. The Shining in the book before he's frozen, <laughs> right? Like he's all well, that doesn't happen up. in the book, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, he's 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 gone. He's yeah. gone, and he's also dead because in that accident there was a giant shard of windshield that's impaled him. You know, he pulls it out. And uh, has his last moment with Christine, kind of mm-hmm. like touching the grill, and he dies. And yep. they're like, okay, let's, you know, Lee gets out. She's like, it must be all over. But no, Christine actually is back alive. She's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, because they kill thought you for guys. a second there, well, maybe There's no it more was Arnie. him. Right. Maybe it wasn't the car. Maybe we are just crazy and it was just him this right. whole time. But right. nope, you motherfuckers were right. Car came alive. And again, comes after them, and now they're in the bulldozer, like smashing the car, and the car's oh, pulling back, it and over. fixing yeah, itself dude. up, and they're trying to they run it over, it fix itself, and they just keep going at it, and finally they do it to the point where it can't regenerate anymore. Yep. And then we do a quick cutscene, which is weird. That was a kind of a weird cutscene, but now it's cutscene to daytime, and they're at the junkyard where they had Christine compacted into a block and dropped, you know, it drops from the sky, and they're like, "All right, finally, it's over." And you hear this 50s music playing. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, right? And then you see this guy walk by in the background with the with the boom box and it's the 50s <laughs> music. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah. And so it is over until it zooms in and you see the grill start moving on its own. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Think was, there ever, the was there ever a sequel? I don't know. That's a good question. But, I mean, think of the time. It's the 1980s, dude. They're They're banking on sequels hopefully they're hoping especially in the horror movie industry they're leaving teasers that if it does well enough we'll have a second we can have it come back um but yeah dude that movie when i was done i was just like wow this was awesome this was awesome is really one of my my top favorites now much better i want to say top favorites but man yeah it was great it uh yeah yeah it definitely impressed me dude i did not expect and 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 obviously i mean this goes without saying but had it not been John Carpenter directing this movie and scoring this this movie, it would not have been the same movie. Yeah, I wonder even, what it'd be even like being a Stephen King story. I wonder what it would be like. This for would sure. have been one of those ones where they made it and it was like, eh. Eh, probably shouldn't <laughs> have made this one, <laughs> right, dude? You know, um, yeah, it was so much like I remember, like the development of all the different characters was great. But even even without that, even if John Carpenter directed it without the John Carpenter score at the moments where you needed it it would not have been the same film. You're right. Dude, the score was really lent a lot a to lot. this. And listening to it, though, it was so familiar. It's such a familiar feel, mm-hmm. right? It really is. There were times where it kind of felt like Halloween 3 to me. 
Yes, you know, I agree. It really did. Yes, it did. Um, it, it was awesome, dude, though. I loved it. I really did. It was one of these ones where I was just like, like you said, like, why did I sleep on this for so long? Because it's 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 a possessed car. You don't think, I mean, somebody well, comes how much can say, you do with watch it, right? this movie. It's about a possessed car. Oh, okay. you're like, yeah, I'll, yeah, get, like, to I'll it. get to it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. This is not one where I'm like running out of my fucking shorts to see this movie. Right. But, but they bring this back to theater for a night or something. You're going to go see I'll it. I'll go yeah. check it out. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah dude. dude. I almost, I almost got to see uh maximum overdrive in the theater. Oh, that'd have been awesome. But fuck you, COVID. <laughs> Man. Yeah, dude. I loved it. I, 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 I'm totally down for this movie. Yep. And, uh, what a way to close out 1983. Yeah, I agree. Seriously. I agree. Seriously. Um, next we're taking a quick break. Whoa, back up. Wait, whoa, what? I got some tidbits, dude. Oh, we're doing tidbits. What you got on tidbits tonight? Um, Damn. I don't know. No, I know. Uh, so I guess the production on this movie went, uh, this movie went into production before the book was even published. Really? Do because Stephen King was fucking Stephen King at wow. this point. Wow. Look at him. Uh, the book was published in April, and I believe this didn't come out till December, I believe. So, yeah, they were in production before the book even came nice. out, dude. Um, they, I guess, this movie really should have only gotten a PG-13 rating. And if you think about it, it makes sense. It was rated R. Um, but they wanted a rated R movie. Was it the language? Too many, too much They of the wanted language? an R-rated movie because they didn't think anybody would come out and see it if it was PG-13, so that's right. why they threw in the fuck word. Nice. Yes. A in lot, the, in too. In the movie, yeah. He's cursing at his dad. His dad's like, all right, you've done this too many times. You know, he's like, you got to go apologize to your mom. He's like, fuck you, and then he chokes <laughs> his dad out. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, this kid's going crazy. Um, So I guess some of the neighborhood scenes were filmed in the same South Pasadena neighborhood as he filmed Halloween. I was going to say, so much of that looked kind of familiar. And I could tell only because having lived out there, the sidewalk, the curbs are painted red. Oh, interesting. And you can see it in Halloween, and you can see it in this movie. And I knew, okay, well, they probably filmed in they filmed in L.A. someplace. Nice. But, um, but yeah, I don't know what he was thinking with Halloween because you can see the fucking palm trees in the background. <laughs> Dude, every time. Same every with, time I same, see those we'll palm talk trees. About this. Every we'll, time. We'll, we'll talk about this too, but um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The fucking scene in the yes. cemetery. Yes. Dude, there's palm trees. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute. It's supposed to be what, Ohio? <laughs> Illinois, isn't it? No, Haddonfield, Illinois. I think Springfield is in Oh, yeah, yeah, Ohio. yeah, 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 yeah. Springfield. I think it's Ohio. As is much there as not I hate Ohio. I'm sorry, anybody who's listening who lives in Ohio. I have my reasons. <laughs> um, I guess 15% of the budget or around was spent on the fucking cars, dude. I guess they well, had yeah, quite dude. a few number of cars of the same car that they used for this movie. When man. they were when those dudes were destroying the car, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That sucks that they have to destroy this this car. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yo, dude, because it's a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. Like I said, I'm not a car guy, but I know a beautiful car when I see one. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, so I guess Richard uh, Kobritz, uh, who produced the uh, the film for Salem's Lot version of uh, Stephen King's book. Yeah. Um, he was given a whole bunch of unpublished manuscripts by, by King. Uh, some. I don't know how many. Um, and I guess 
one of them was Christine, and I guess the other one was Cujo, and he decided to go with Christine over Cujo. Oh, wow. Because he thought that Cujo was just too silly. Wow, dude. That's yeah. crazy. Interesting. Could you imagine if he'd gone with both, just back-to-back bangers? I know, right? Crazy. Interesting. Well, he probably wouldn't have had two bangers because he probably would have not produced Christine had he no, done No, I'm saying Cujo. had he done that, had he produced two, could you imagine oh, putting out yeah. back-to-back well, bangers Cujo from Stephen King? Cujo wouldn't have been King? the same movie then. You don't think so? No, not at all. Even not with the Even with the filmmaker, everybody, everybody else that was on board for it. Well, that's the thing. You wouldn't have had the same crew. You wouldn't have had the same oh, that's filmmaker. True. That's true. That's you a true I mean? statement. Yeah. So it would have yeah, been a completely yeah, yeah. different movie. You're, you're right. And in his hands, it probably would have been a silly fucking movie. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, alternate casting. I guess Kevin Bacon was originally given the lead role uh, of Arnie, uh, but he decided oh, a wow. different movie instead. I don't know if you know what movie came out around the same time. No, what was it? Footloose? Footloose. Yeah. So we decided to do Footloose instead. Hey, good for him, because yep. look how it... Cat- Footloose catapults him, Oh, dude. I know, dude. That catapults him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nice. He's like, um, I'm done with horror movies for a minute. Let me try this. Let me try my hand at dancing. Um, I guess before being offered this... Oh, I, I, let me let me continue with my alternate casting. Uh, John Cusack, I guess, auditioned for Arnie. I could see that. Uh, and I guess Nicolas Cage auditioned for the role of Buddy. I could see that, too. Because Buddy was the 30-year-old mm-hmm. dude with a, sw- a switchblade. So I could see Nick you know Cage wanting his, to play that guy. You know who his uncle is, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. But I could see him. we had you know seen the mean? trailer for his movie the other night, and I didn't know if you knew that or not. Oh, heck yeah, dude. I can't wait. To, I want to see that movie, dude. Yeah. I'm a Nick Cage fan. I really he's, am. He's an interesting character, I like dude. Nick Cage, dude. I really do. I I've love... heard some stories of like other people who were... I love that he's having a going to work in projects with him. And the dude's wacky. Dude. I have know you read, he is. Have you read? Uh, um, uh, you haven't read uh, Seth Rogen's book. No, not yet. Your book? No, not yet. Oh, dude! But <laughs> dude, you get to the part where he's talking about Nicolas Cage, dude. I'm like, God, this dude is so zany. I know he is, and that's what I love. Fucking but I wild. love, uh, dude. I love he's getting a renaissance. He's yeah. I got to start around. checking out these films that he's been listen. In, man. We might need to do a, a whole a like Cage. A, a, a little block between our our, dec- our, our years. With Nicolas Cage horror movies because yeah, he's got a lot of especially newer recently, ones. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, so that would have been a completely different film had any of those people been. Yeah, casted. dude, if Nicolas Cage had been in this total, dude, he would have chewed that scene up <laughs> so much. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> this Can guy that imagine? already played Buddy was already a little much, but like, oh, it would be great <laughs> with Nick Cage, bro. Oh man, is that all you got for tidbits? Uh, I got I got two other things here. Um, I guess before being offered this film, John Carpenter was working on a different film, um, which happened to be a different Stephen King story. Oh, which one? Which would later become an actual movie in its own right, Firestarter. Really? But Carpenter mm-hmm. didn't do it, did he? No, he didn't. I didn't end think up doing so. It, yeah, no. interesting. Oh wow, that would have been imagine a cool he movie. did Firestarter. Wow. I've never seen the original. I've never seen with it. Drew I've Barrymore. never seen any of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting for sure. Um, and then, do you know where the name Christine comes from? Um, it's like a. It originates with the Greeks, I think. Not the actual oh. name, oh. but <laughs> Stephen King titling. <laughs> no, where? Maybe man? I should be more specific. Where, where was it? So the concept of the story, I guess, came to him when he was doing a different movie. 
in the 1980s, which we've already reviewed, Creepshow. George Romero's wife's name was okay. Christine. So that's where I guess the title came from. Oh, nice. Yes. Very and cool. And that is it for my tidbits. That's all for the tidbits. For this time. Sweet. All right, dude. Now we're done with 83. Yes. We're not going to 84 right away. We want to do something. Can, hang on, though. Yeah. I have another comment to make. <laughs> yeah. I miss the old, and we're still in the 80s, dude. We're only going to yeah. be starting 84. I miss the early 80s movies, horror movies, yeah. dude. I miss these little gems, these independent basket case yeah. i miss these films i want more of these films dude oh and they're I coming don't you worry not... we're still gonna yeah, get ones but... like that trust yes me. but i don't feel like they're gonna i feel like from here on out it's gonna be different you think so i feel like we're starting you're and, looking and for more cat be... people well no i'm 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 looking for more uh, uh not not so much refined I okay. feel like the even even more so of the the obscure type movies we're going to be seeing. I feel like they're going to be a little bit more refined into the are they the I don't know in, in the sense of the time and where we're ni- at with I got you. Do you have special effects at? with the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, give us a give us a, a and maybe get... I'm wrong. I might be wrong, and I may have to come back and revisit this comment because again, there's a lot of movies on this list that I have not seen. Let's give the listeners a preview of what's coming in '84 after we take a mini, a little break. What's coming in '84? All righty, so 1984 is going to kick off with Children of the Corn. Okay, that's again. That falls, okay, that, that one can. doesn't fall where you're talking. Well, I don't think so. I Friday don't know. the 13th, Chapter 4, we uh, skipped still. two, three. Yeah, still. Uh, you're right, so far we're not getting these little gems. Firestarter. Again, no gems Gremlins. here. Gremlins. No gems here. The big one of 1984, Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Street. Yep, no and gems. Night of the Comet. Ooh, have you ever seen that? No, I have that not. That could be a gem for you. Okay. I think that's I one of those these, kinds like, of movies. That's these a cult rough classic. early 80s movies, and we're not even that far away from them, but I feel like they're gone already. Well, because they're refining their storytelling. Well, they're refining well, their filming. They're refining, refining the their special, special effects. effects. Yes. Everything's getting better and better. Yes. So maybe maybe I, I need to, on my own, take a journey and oh, go find some I've got a list of 81 late movies for 80s, you. Or, no, late 80s. Horror movies. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. There's one called um, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. Fuck that that's shit, that's that one's no going to be on our list for season oh, two. I, I can't, that's on I the second one. I can't even. I might. I know that was. Myself. We might just be like, look. If you want to watch it, go watch it. I don't know that I want to talk about it. That's a difficult one. Dude. Oof, I Jesus. remember the first time I because I I had seen that movie the first time, and now we're just conversating but it's okay yeah. it's good conversation um when eli roth was coming out with the green inferno oh i haven't seen that i before i went and saw that i watched cannibal holocaust because i had a feeling he pulled a lot from that movie really um and i was not prepared i knew cannibal holocaust was bad but i was not prepared for as <laughs> bad as it was dude and, isn't and, he- and, and when i say that i mean it's not a bad film right. i'm just talking the choices that they made for certain things they did in that film yeah and it's disturbing it's disturbing it's revolting and the funny thing is is you think about movies like that because Mm -hmm. they took certain you know liberties at at certain things and then you think about what we're going to cover next which at the time was shocking for the time was which disturbing and revolting but not on that level but yes let's take a step back because 
the whole the whole thing we're beating around the bush here is they killed actual animals in the movie yeah. on film yeah. uh, a cannibal holocaust yeah. and it's 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 hard to watch man it is like i sat there and i watched it with mike mike watched it with me um and we both had it. We were like, wow, this is, I mean, and if you don't know, the Italian authorities actually arrested the director. Yeah. Because they thought he actually killed the actors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it That's was how... brutal. Yeah. Um, so then to go into this next film we're going to cover, knowing how brutal everything looks in this movie and how it was received and knowing that it's not real, but it still pulls off to that level. Yeah, yeah. It says something, right? Yeah. Now wow. we've already seen the director. Yes. In Poltergeist. Yes. Mr. Toby And this Hooper. movie was before this. Yes. So this was because of this movie that he landed Poltergeist. Yeah. Basically, we, we keep kind of getting ready to tease it and lead <laughs> up to it. What we're doing for a break, we're only taking a two-week break before we jump into 84. And the reason for that is because Netflix is about to put out the is it a requel? Is that what they're doing with this? Yeah, right. It's I'm like a reboot assuming, with a sequel. I know it's a direct sequel to the original. I don't know if they're doing it as a is a reboot. I don't know what their plans are after this. They're probably going to wait and see how it fares. But they're doing Texas Chainsaw. Yes. And so what we're going to do man, first? Man, Leatherface. Yeah. And what we're going to do first though is we're going to watch the first Texas Chainsaw because mm-hmm. that's not an '80s film that falls nope. in the '70s. That's not going to be something we're going to cover in the future. And so it's we one said, that Let's I do did. It. I I was. Kind of think we were going to cover this when we did an interlude where we did yeah. uh, originals versus remakes, yeah. Which we can still comment touch on, on at yeah, some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. But next week we're talking the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, I, it's been a while since I've seen the original. I have tried to watch Maybe it twice in the last now? week, um, and I always put it on too late at night and <laughs> pass out. So. Isn't that the worst, dude? It's dude, like you want to watch something I'm and you're so tired, old, bro. Man. That's sucks. what happens, Mo. That's what happens. Anyway. All right, so there you go, Shadow People. That's the end of the episode. We'll see you guys next week with some Texas Chainsaw. Uh, before we head out, make sure to hit all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Slasher. Find us, Out of the Shadows Podcast or OTS Pod. Just look us up. You'll find us. And now it's time to say goodnight. Because it is. It right got now. dark fast. It's dark. <laughs> it got if it wasn't for fast. the clouds, it would be dark. It was only an hour ago we started, and it's it got dark fast. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so shadow people, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, remember, keep your eye on the shadows.